Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Hello Buglers, it's Top Stories and today's top story takes us back to Bugle 70 from 2009 and a G20 summit. We've covered plenty of these events over our 15 years and all were almost equally as pointless as this one. Nice intro though, John. Top story this week and G20! This week... Did you learn that off LL in the lift? He's just an inspiration to be around. I feel like I'm um, living a hip-hop lifestyle I wasn't living before. <laughs> He's part of my life now. Neither of us can ever deny that. This week, the most powerful 20 politicians in the world gather together to combine the 20 pieces of single magic amulet which they carry around their necks and summon the god of money. At least I'm guessing that's what happens. I don't understand economics. <laughs> Finally, London has taken its rightful place at the centre of the world again for an entire week. It's been like a power vacation for London, Andy. A week of returning to your former glory. The G20 Summit took place this week with the 20 most powerful leaders in the world gathering in the London Conference Centre. And Andy, how did it feel being so close to that kind of power? Well, John, you just felt that, you know, if you could have left your house without the danger of being rioted to death, it would yeah. have been a great thing to see. But did, you, did you feel more powerful because it was happening so quick? Can, can you passively absorb leadership, like second-hand <laughs> smoke? That's addictive. Uh, yes, uh, I think you probably can. I felt my. I, I think by the end of this week, I got a little, a little bit more Obama uh, yeah. about me. Uh, yeah, touch right. more Berlusconi, which the wife is not that pleased about. That's <laughs> always a good thing, though. And uh, maybe just a little tweak of the old Angela Merkel's <laughs> creeping in there too. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it'll clear up. <laughs> Maybe that's why well, so I hope it doesn't, John. I've bought the skirts. <laughs> but maybe that's why so many leaders struggle to cope with not being in power. They need to wean themselves off their addiction, maybe with a power patch. <laughs> so, yes, the G20 has been here, uh, John. The G20, as you said last week, is not what a snooker referee says after Warren G has knocked in a 20 break. Nor even what an Australian would say uh, when asked to guess the number of words in the English language. <laughs> 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 Nor... Nor even is it the seventh option in a multiple-choice quiz question about the number of proteinogenic amino acids encoded by the standard oh, genetic code. For f- sake. Nor even, John, is it the response you would get when checking in to stay at a complex of French holiday homes and asking which of the several different properties you will be staying in. Gite 20. Nor even, nor even, John, is it a newspaper headline from 1947 about the childishly excited reaction of 78-year-old French author André Gide on hearing the news that he'd won a Nobel Prize. Gide went, Oh, Emma, look at the world you're inheriting. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is, as you said, in fact, a group of the 20 
most self-important nations in the world and some of their friends and favourite world institutions that meet every so often to save the world from themselves. So there was some fantastic photo opportunities this week, John. We had the team photo of the, uh, of the G standing in front of the three-word slogan, stability, growth, jobs, obscuring the rest of that slogan, which was, oh, just three of the things that we have royally f***ed up. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I guess uh, a better slogan might have been um, world opportunity to overturn previous stupidity, or whoops for short. Also, there was one, one fantastic photo that you may well have seen of Obama, Berlusconi and uh, Medvedev posing like it was a publicity shot for a gross-out road movie. <laughs> kind of <laughs> grinning like teenage actors, rather than the gross-out economics conference with the future prosperity of the planet at stake. Well, I guess that's what the camera can do, John. There were some very strange moments in those photo opportunities where the leaders are made to stand next to each other and engage in painfully awkward small talk. Uh, when he was uh, sitting with, the president, with President Silva of Brazil, Obama said, this is my man right here. I love this guy. And no one in the room, including the Brazilian president, seemed to know what the <laughs> f*** he was on about. And Obama decided to break that tension by going on to call him the most popular politician on earth because of his good looks. And... As Silver's translator relayed what was being said to him, a look flashed across the president's face that seemed to suggest, bit weird, bit weird you said that. Charismatic, but weird. That's what you are. That was a little bit odd. Well, he, he did kind of come across in that moment a bit like a TV talent scout trying to butter up some young actor. Then, later, when he was sitting down with the Indian Prime Minister, Manamud Singh, the uh, Indian Prime Minister asked Obama for his autograph, for his daughters. Uh, you know, it seems quite a sweet gesture until he realised... Oh, oh, that's right, yeah, it's for your daughter, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's not for you at all. Make it out to my daughter, please. Her name is Indian Prime Minister Manmohan Singh. She's going to be so excited. And can you sign another 20 but make them out to blank? I'm going to put them on eBay to raise money to combat things like American companies trying to patent basmati rice. <laughs> well, maybe, I think that's, that's quite a good scheme, isn't it? If you've got his autograph, then you can just fake it. On a load of trade deals and peace, peace treaties. But it actually got... It seemed like a sweet gesture, but it actually got more awkward when he said back to President Obama, Oh, you also have two daughters, don't you? Do they collect autographs? <laughs> Obama said yes, and they just stared at each other. <laughs> Did that actually happen? No. Oh. UN Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon opened up the conference by saying, I fear global collapse. Oh, nice commencement speech, Moon. You must be a hoot at weddings. <laughs> Did you never hear of open with a joke? Oh, glad that everyone can make it to the marriage of Tony and Sharon. Uh, of course, statistically, this union is likely to fail, which uh, I find makes the vowels ring a little hollow. Still, have a wonderful day. Muzzle top. <laughs> From the news coverage here, John, and I don't know yeah. what it was like in America, you would have uh, expected that London was on the very precipice of destruction from the, uh, the protests that were there. And that, but for a, a police cordon, the entire square mile would by now have been raised to the ground by hairy and or not hairy anarchists, uh, <laughs> armed with enough placards to batter the entire capital to a quivering pile of squished-up rubble. Um, so I, was, I actually had to hide in a special anti-anti-capitalist bunker um, in my garden with my two terrified children and three terrified wives. Um, <laughs> But uh, in the end, all that happened was a guy threw a brick through a window, basically, and several thousand people expressed their intense dissatisfaction with the state of the planet, of which, you know, the media was more interested in the former than the latter. Uh, also, some city workers leant out of their windows, waving wadges of cash at the protesters. <laughs> oh, no! Showing that, if nothing what? else... If nothing else, these city workers have escaped from the current financial catastrophe with their lack of dignity firmly intact. 
Actually, I saw that in response to that, some protesters waved placards around and screamed, eat the bankers. <laughs> yes. Eat them? Wow, that escalated fast from regulation. Is that the next step? Regulation, then cannibalism. <laughs> Well, it's one or the other, John. They've got a choice to make. And some of the bankers, it got even worse, were apparently betting money on how many arrests there were going to be. One said, I'll make money if they arrest more than 140. Because there was even a quoted spread on Bloomberg at 130 to 140. And they were also paying out on deaths and if more than 20 demonstrators are injured by horse charges. F*** you, bankers. <laughs> Go f*** yourself. I think they've proven they will never learn. A market's a market, John. <laughs> That's the system correcting itself. You're right. Uh, one of my favourite uh, slogans was people screaming out, Abolish money, Andy, and that's a high-stakes negotiation strategy. <laughs> what do we want? The complete liquidation of humanity's method of commerce. When do we want it? By the end of the next financial quarter. Is that reasonable? Of course it's not. This is really just designed to gain attention rather than function as a practical suggestion. Is that surprisingly self-aware for a political message? I suppose it is, but you just have to be in the current climate. <laughs> it's just opening negotiations, John. That's you know, right. They'll, they'll give ground. Demonstrators also hoisted effigies of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, representing war, climate chaos, financial crimes and homelessness. Th those are really some of the backup four horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> Turns out there's actually seven horsemen and they rotate. <laughs> it's good to see the substitutes getting a run out off the bench for once. Well, Usually they're in the shadow of the big four. Also, it's good to see Russell Brand getting so much coverage on the news, Andy. That man can make anything about him. <laughs> People did seem a little bit surprised uh, over in America about you know, the level of violence taking place. But you know, what the world has to understand is that when it comes down to it, British people just really like smashing things. <laughs> It's not always about politics. When, when you're this repressed all year round, sometimes intense emotions come out without you really being able to understand them. That's why you get ridiculously overblown scenes at events such as the World Cup and Princess Diana's funeral. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And next week, we begin two weeks of special Christmas top stories.